What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Dissect That Film podcast, where once a week we dissect a film, a film from a film franchise, or an episode of television. Today, we are talking about the 1986 The Fly. Joining us, as always, is the wonderful DNA Gaming, consisting of Dan and Angela. I say welcome back, but you're here all the time, so... Hello. We still, we still we still appreciate it though. Yeah. You're just looking oh, out okay. for it. So yeah, I told like Listen, I have a good intro in my head every week. I'm like, this is it's gonna be fucking crisp this week. And then I fuck it up every time. But you know what? I'm not even gonna do it again. It's just gonna stay. You wanna know a secret? <laughs> you wanna know a secret, Parker? What's it's that? Always crisp. It's always crisp. Thank you. Always. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> So yeah, so today we're talking about the 1986 Fly, the remake of the 1958 Fly, The Fly, starring uh, Vincent Price. This one stars Hollywood's favorite oddball, Jeff Goldblum, and uh, Gina Davis is our second movie with uh, Gina Davis in it. Well, actually, this is our, what, third, fourth? No, this is our fourth Jeff Goldblum uh, movie on on the show. Hell yeah. yeah! So we have the more uh, gold bloom the better. Yeah, Jurassic Park, Lost World, and then oh no, this would yeah, this would be number four because yeah, did I say four? I don't fucking know. Yeah, yeah. You I said, said something and then I forgot three seconds later. That's life. <laughs> this movie was directed by uh, David Cronenberg. He is uh, well known for his movies in the eighties, like Scanners, which is probably one of his most famous. Uh, because of one scene, where a dude's head just explodes. <laughs> You remember that? Every, it's all yeah, I do. I know it's scene. It's a great scene. Great effect. Right. I just think. I just think of that scene where uh, in, in Tommy Boy. <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. Did any of you guys see Scanners? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's where I first heard that, and it was oh, later man. I learned what Scanners was. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, D- Scanners is probably the one I know the most of it. I've actually never seen that movie, but I just remember yeah, right. that scene. Yeah. It, it's infamous. I can't even put it's, it on YouTube because it's too graphic. It's one of the best head explosions of all time, dude. Yeah. Uh, he also directed uh, Eastern Promises, uh, History of Violence, which were with Viggo Mortensen. Uh, he also vi- uh, directed Videodrome in 1983, which is another one with the weird body horror uh is that the one where the tv where it like sucks people into the tv or something like that i think so james woods in there right <clears throat> yes i love james woods he's the best hades just throwing it out there yeah I, I i have to agree i have to agree very under underappreciated disney movie yep but yeah he uh he's he loves that body horror and you definitely oh, get man. a lot of it in this movie oh, uh his the man who uh, was in charge of those special effects was oh crap i had his name where'd he go where'd you go i had his name and he just disappeared uh, on me right, while you're right. looking that up we'll do you know to... what the actual release date for this movie was i couldn't oh, find uh, it yeah maybe i should uh maybe i should do what i normally do so this film was released in august 15th 1986 uh runtime of 96 minutes nice and short and i loved it it uh everything just got right to the goddamn close. point with a budget yes, of nine million dollars and it made sixty point six million dollars. This was the highest grossing David Cronenberg film. Ever? Ever. This was his, his highest grossing film of his career. So this, Bravo. This came, was, yeah, GG. I was less than a month old when this movie came out. 
This was based on a book by George Langenlan. I don't know if I if I pronounce the man's name right. Langdangler. Yep. And then, of course, they first uh, made the movie back in 1958, starring Vincent Price, the uh, the legend of horror himself. Yeah. And I'm gonna. And it's really pissing me off that I can't find this dude's name. Where Chris Wallace. Sorry, Chris Wallace. So the effects were done by Chris Wallace, who would eventually go on to do the sequel to this movie. Did you know there was a sequel? I didn't know there was a sequel. The Fly 2 in 1989, which is about the main character, uh, is uh, Grundy, or Grundy, Brundle's son. This show is off the rails already, (laughs) everybody. Yeah, no, this was, uh, it's the movie stars Eric Schultz, and he plays Seth uh, Brundle's son. Where he, so it says, let's see, this is the plot synopsis, a slight plot for the fly Two. it is a sequel to yeah yeah we got that thank you it's schultz's character in the sequels the adult version of veronica quaffs i didn't even know that was her last name in this film and seth brundle a scientist who became a human fly hybrid as a result of an experiment gone awry i get that's not really what i wanted but cool thanks very general plot synopsis (laughs) stupid uh okay so it says that it features the son uh, before dying and focuses on the Bartok company's attempts to get the telepods working again. So I guess it was something where the son has like a similar experience where he has to help somebody else like become unspliced with a fly. I don't know. Oh, maybe it's worth watching if I can find where the hell I can watch this. So it says, it says that his son, Martin, inadvertently causes a transgenic outbreak while attempting to cure Anton Bartok, to whom he'd pre- previously transferred his mutant genes at the end of the fly, too. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I know what it is. That dude's an asshole, by the way. Who? Eric Schultz? Or Eric Anton Stoltz? Bartok. Who the fuck is Anton Bartok? He was, he was the asshole boyfriend, was he not? Oh, was that the actor's name? No, his name was St. St- Stathis. Stathis. No, that's right. He but sucked. He, he sucked. Can we? I'm gonna, I want a shirt. It says as a dissect that film shirt. Just says Stathis sucks. Oh, Fuck yeah, this guy, dude. He is one absolutely. of the my least favorite characters in a movie. He fucking blows. But oh, he yeah, was awful man. But yeah, that is. Uh, that's that's my rundown. Um, but yeah, that's another uh, a, another sequel where it's always like a makeup artist. Or uh, a behind-the-scenes guy who just comes in and is like, I'll do the sequel. I don't really have many directorial experience oh. here, but I'll, I'll do it. And so that's what he what did. So knows. yeah, so he came in and did the the fly too, which to to until I looked it up on Wikipedia today, didn't know existed. Cool. I, I, I didn't know that either. Uh, this film won an Academy Award for Best <laughs> Makeup, so it's the, actually the only Academy Award one. Uh, from a film done by Cronenberg. So a lot of milestones for Cronenberg. I'm guessing this is probably one of Cronenberg's favorite films. Don't know for a fact, but I mean, you get an Academy Award and you make the most money. It's probably a good time. Not not to say it probably was, but whatever. Uh, the music was done by Howard Shore, who is most famous for doing the music for The Lord of the Rings. And then oh, The cool. Hobbit films later on. Uh, he's done other films as well, but those uh, Lord of the Rings is probably his most famous work. But the music in this movie is just in your fucking face. Yeah, it is. It, there is times where I feel like the music is louder than the people talking. And you're like, oh, I need to hear what's happening. What's going? Yeah, it's still good, though. 
Uh, I loved Jeff Goldblum in this movie. He was fucking great. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He was Jeff Goldblum. He, you know, it, he, he had to have the infamous scene where he hits the table a couple times, just like he does in Jurassic Park. I love uh, Jeff Goldblum's hairstyle in the 80s. I feel like every decade he yeah. has a different hairstyle and it's it's yeah. great. You know, he in the 80s, he had like a some sort of just a long, not really an afro, but it was just long and poofy. And then in the 90s, it kind of got, you know, he kind of cut it curl? back. Is that, Is that No, I don't think that was a jerry curl. Well, jerry curls are super greasy. Yeah. Well, his his just his looked like similar, but not like greasy. Yeah, they were. It was like long, but he had like smoothed on the sides, like he had put like gel there. Yeah. But nineties nineties Goldblum was like he. Uh, it was a little bit more stylish, but it was still a little puffy. And then yeah. in the two thousands, it, it just it, he it's like he just kept on cutting it shorter and shorter. And now he's got this really like you know the what you see from a lot of people where you got the shaved sides. And you got the like the, the the not really a comb over, like the pompadour. Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. That's it. <laughs> Elvis. Yes, sorry, that I thing. I just want to make a Jurassic Park reference. I'm sorry. Uh, the the act- one with the pompadour, Elvis. Anyway. <laughs> so this, uh, <laughs> so that John Getz was the guy who played Stathis. St- Is it Stathis? Yeah, oh, she dude. calls him Stathis. He sucks. He really he's sucks. not even just like a he's not even just like a regular asshole. He's like the worst kind of creepy he's asshole. Pig. It's like a festering asshole. So Jeff Goldblum wrote a letter to Vincent Price and I it's, heard about that. and it stated I he's he wrote I hope you like it as much as I liked yours. Uh and Price was very touched by the letter and he composed a reply and went to see the film which he described as wonderful right up to a certain point and <laughs> yeah. went a little too far. Which I yeah, yeah. totally get, because yeah, boy, yeah. there is some fucked up shit in this movie. Yeah, and was this your guys' first time seeing this? Yes. Yeah, wow, I think this is the first time that we have reviewed a movie where we've all. This is our first go round with a movie, right? That's this kind has of why I brought be, right? it up because we mentioned we mentioned the fly, and I heard right. it was good. <laughs> None of us have seen this. Yeah. We need to watch it. So the reason why we picked the fly, well, actually, Dan is the one who pretty much came up with the idea to do the fly uh, because our our uh, episode last week was on remakes. So the fly is a remake and it's a, a very good, I enjoy, I like this movie. I think it's a good remake. So we're doing a good remake this week. And then next week we're going to go to the dark side of remakes and we're going to watch a bad remake, which is going <sighs> to hurt. It's going to hurt. We're going to find one that's really fucking bad. I really want to watch a really bad remake and I got a few ideas, but you guys aren't going to know until, until next week. Yeah, but yeah, that's this is this is fun. I'm kind of I kind of wish we reversed it. it I have no idea. To be honest, I don't know what it is. I just I don't want to say my ideas yet. I want to run it by you guys off. (laughs) We were spitballing a few ideas, but I don't think we ever like. No, we didn't. Down state. Yeah, we didn't pick one yet. So, uh, uh, Cronenberg makes a cameo in this movie. Do you know where? He's the vagina college. Yes. And so uh, bef- after so Mark Scorsese met with him uh, after seeing a, a bunch of his earlier films. What? Go away. And after Gosh. meeting him, Scorsese said that he looked like a Beverly Hills plastic surgeon. So Cronenberg's like, you know what? I'm going to just squeeze myself in as a as a doctor into this film. Do you I'm know? He did that. Can you name 
a cameo from David Cronenberg. It's not a David Cronenberg film, but can you name a movie that has a David Cronenberg movie that is part of a major horror franchise? Slasher franchise. I'm going to say Nightmare on Elm Street. No. Give it a, go, let Angela go. guess. I don't he made a cameo in Jason X in the beginning of that. Did you see Jason X? You're right. You're right. I know exactly. He gets, what you're he gets about. killed by Jason before yes. he becomes uh, Uber Jason. Of course, this is like the beginning of the movie where Jason's like strapped and uh, he's a, he's a dot. He's like a doctor, I think, or he like comes in to like investigate oh. Jason and stuff like that. So yeah, he, uh, Dave Cronenberg gets murdered by Jason in Jason he's X. Invest, it's wild. He's an investicologist. Investicologist. I love, love it. you. <laughs> <laughs> so at the in the end credits, uh Chris Wallace Inc. uh is like he shouted out as like the creator and the designer of the fly. And of course they won the Oscar for special effects led by him. And then he would go on to direct the fly too. But he's done some uh awesome special effects. I love body horror like this, where it's oh, all yeah. practical. So great. Of course, this is 1986, so like special effects weren't great. Uh, they were very, they were in their infancy. Um, it was mostly stop motion if it wasn't practical. This wasn't even. But this infancy. didn't need. But this right. didn't even. This didn't even need any CGI or anything. This was perfect the way it was. The way oh, he so peel, like he goes to the mirror and like you were just motioning. He's peeling off his finger, dude. I I was like I squeamish, to... bro. I was like, oh, oh it was so good. Oh, I, I was like, nope. I was like that's Yikes. good. Or he, he, was, he, he squirts the pus out on the mirror, and then the oh, way, yeah. and then he's like in the bathroom when he's like full on Brundle fly before he becomes yeah. like the actual fly. And he opened, he's got like all of his body parts in the freaking medicine cabinet. <laughs> he's like, natural. it's like my museum is, or uh, my medicine cabinet is now the Brundle Museum of National History. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so good. Uh, all right. Uh, we're going to play our, we're going to play a new segment. It's called Guess That Tagline. What is the tagline for this film? I know what it is. I already looked. You got to get it. It is actually spoken by one of the characters in this movie. And it's not Seth Brundle. What? Um, isn't it? Um, Oh shoot! It's something. What is something? Is what is this? Well, <laughs> is this our new dance? This is our I fly dance. It. This is our fly dance. I was reading it. God reading damn it! All right. Well, I get to say it since you cheated. No, but I don't. It was yesterday. We were looking. Oh, at, okay. We looking well, can you remember? And I don't. I didn't. I don't remember. But if you, I know what it is. But if, I don't want to spoil it because I, I saw it today. Be afraid. Be very yes. afraid. It'd be better if that was like he was like the bee. And not the fly. And to be honest with you, uh, it, when, she says it. Yeah, to be honest with you, when she says it, it's so cheesy. Oh, it's so because he's trying to drag. Him. He's trying to drag the uh, the girl into the pod, and she's like, "I'm afraid." And then Gina Davis comes out with the most like, and she just the way she says it just doesn't sound good at all. It just sounds so off. It's like, "Yes, be afraid, be very afraid." And I was like, I "Feel like this was supposed to be a little bit scarier." But it just it she just did not execute it very well. The, lot, in the my delivery opinion. was very hammy. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Oh man! But yeah, so let's uh, since you know we're sixteen minutes into this already, let's go around and talk about what we thought of the fly. Start off. Start off. I mean, we've already been talking up how good it was. So That's true. I mean, I like I liked it. I. Yes, there were parts of it that I had to look away. The fingernails, that was me. 
<laughs> just because it's like you can hear them. Like it's not even just the seeing them; you can hear it. I just found out some information about this movie that I did not know until uh, this very moment, and I'm shocked. <laughs> Mel Brooks okay. was a producer on this movie. Like that's Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein. Space That's of Balls, Mel Brooks. He didn't want people to know he was a producer of this film because he thought that people wouldn't take it seriously. And then when it became popular, he was, uh, I guess, passing out like dealy boppers at the premiere. <laughs> he was proud. He goes from like, fuck this. No one knows me to. Yeah, I'm all about this. I read that, too. I was like, what? Was anybody else afraid, uh, terrified of the baboons? Just because you're like, damn, they had bab- live baboons in this movie? That's wild. Jeff Goldblum was scene. actually a handler for them. Like, they, he was, yeah. him and, uh, like, the actual animal handler were the two people solely responsible for these baboons. And I'm like, hopefully, they didn't, they, hopefully yeah. this company's got a lot of insurance for Jeff Goldblum just in case his face gets mauled by a baboon. Holy but shit. It's, it's awesome because the the um baboon is credited his name That's, is typhoon yes so good. <laughs> i love it so good uh the, the the line be afraid be very afraid was actually invented by mel brooks what the fuck <laughs> what is this what is this what? oh if i ever read that oh man oh this movie was just crazy from start to finish. I love Jeff Goldblum. His performance throughout the entire film was fantastic. My gripe with this movie has to be how fast she falls in love with him. It was like, yeah, at first she wanted nothing to do with this guy other than like putting a story out there about his telepods to, she is madly in love with this man and they go through this whole thing. And I was like, okay, this seemed a little quick. Um, but then at the end, like you got this weird love triangle thing going on, which was also it? very weird. It's not. It's mostly her and in Brundle and then this fucking creep ass dude just stalking her and being just weird. It's not even the fact like does he hit, he doesn't hit her at all, does he in this film? Like he's not abusive, right? He's just a stalker God. and just like says dumb I don't think, shit. I don't think he did. Yeah, I don't think he does anything. Not, not to like, say to listen, 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 listen. I want people to just know just because I said. He, at least he didn't hit her. He's still a piece of shit and he's still a bad person. Like just yeah. because you don't physically hit, you know, physically, you know, touch somebody, you know, you can do other things that are fucked up. And this man does all of them. He's just like, she comes home and he's taking a shower in her house. Like, yeah, I understand you have a key. a key. Yeah, but he has a key. But it doesn't mean you yeah. can go in there. You guys aren't together. Yeah, this is weird. You and then like the things right. he says, was it? I have a line in here. Uh, whoa, whoa, yeah, oh God, what's the line? Where is it? Do I get to clean your body when this is all over? The fuck is that? What is that? Oh, weird. That's, and he so says weird. it with a smile on his face as he's skipping a drink. There was another weird line he had, too. Oh, he, when she leaves his office another time, or the first time before that line, and he he says some weird sex thing. Like, can I just, can we have yeah, just sex? Like, just yeah. s- r- stress relieving sex. And I was like, yep. I hate this I man. Like, yep. I hate, He's a weirdo. I hate everything about this man. <laughs> I hated him from the time he was in her apartment. Oh, God. I was hoping that, you know, Brundlefly was going to vomit all over his face so he could see his fucking head just cave in on itself. That would have been great. But no, he had to survive and save the day. <laughs> fucking loser. <laughs> uh, I, like the, I like the movie. 
Oh, Dan, you guys Dan, what'd you, Dan, 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 what'd you think like, of this man? Dan, it's the problem is you guys have been too much, doing too much shit without me, and you're like, ah. <laughs> we do on, one man. extra show a week, and we do everything else without you. <laughs> do you feel left out? No, I'm not, I'm not crying about it. <laughs> we do no. me and angela do one other show a week well, without saying, like, dan I'm... he didn't want to be on it just to tell everybody that he didn't want to be no. on it it's fine it's fine but the moment you're like well, how's it going <laughs> trivia this is what i think i'm like do i get an opinion on this, this we just here, we do, right? i just That's i just take over... a i take a piece of fucking paper and just ha put it half on the discord so they can't see yeah, it no, or they just cover absolutely. that side of the screen like oh, who's that man talking who the fuck is that disembodied hey. voice do you want to know who the original, uh, the, when they came up with the script for this movie, you want to know who the first choice for director was? Tim Burton. Ha! You got it! Look at you! I just, I just guessed. I figured it was like, hey, it's about this I, time. I, I wanted to ask you specifically, because you love Tim Burton so much, man. I can't wait to do all of Tim Burton's movies it. so that you can just enjoy okay. every single bit of it. We're going to do Sleepy Hollow. You really do, enjoy, it does. Yeah. I know you like yeah, Sleepy like Hollow, so we're definitely going to do that. There's a few I do enjoy of his. It's just for the most part, I don't care for his aesthetic. I guess Batman. Right there. I guess Batman. Oh, it, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm very surprised that this movie made as much money as it did because it was actually released a month before Aliens. Oh. Which is. What if they push it? Yeah. A, a movie. <laughs> At least it was a month before, not like a right? week before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm not going to go into too much stuff when it comes to like trivia and stuff. I just want to, you know, we, I think the base of the show is Ooh. just going to be us. I want to, I want to change the way we do this. You know, I don't want to go into like, you know, we could do some trivia and some behind the scenes stuff, but I just like to, t I just want to talk about what we thought of certain things in the movie. Like we'll do the plot breakdown and all that, but you know, we have a lot to talk about and um, you know, this could be a three hour show. You never know. So we're just going to hop right into it. What do you think about that? I think it sounds good. If you want to watch The Fly, it's on Paramount Plus right now for everybody out there and who hasn't listened or watched it. We watched it on Hulu as well. Okay, it's on Hulu too. So sweet. It's a, I wonder if The Fly Two's on there. Flulu. I can look because I'm actually interested. I'm very intrigued to watch that. I would like to see it now after seeing because this, I, I, I very much enjoyed this film. Yeah, unfortunately, it's gonna be nowhere near as good. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Oh, I forgot. Oh, no, that's David Lynch. That's a completely different director. <laughs> David Lynch. Who knows when we're going to talk about him now? You have to Hulu Plus. It is not. Oh, darn. I'm very excited to to go through the breakdown of this freaking movie. Uh, I always yeah, I thought his name was Grundle. I thought it was always called Grundlefly. <laughs> then uh, I watched the movie. He's like, no, his name is Brundle. It's Br I was like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> Solomon, Solomon Grundle. Yep. <laughs> I want my Grundle. I want Solomon Grundle. <laughs> Same right. Brundle give me a give me a Solomon Grundy movie. Where's that at, dude? Please, come on. Because he could, then he could beat the shit out of the Green Lantern like he was supposed to. But it's not. Never mind. I'm not gonna get into comic trivia. No, Sorry. I think uh, I think Ryan Reynolds needs to come back and redeem himself as Green Lantern and really be, be the yeah. iconic, you know, Hal Jordan that everybody doesn't want because everybody else they want the other Green Lantern. What's his name? John Stewart. That's Which what people, one? That's what people want. They want John Stewart Green Lantern. Okay, fuck yeah, Hal Jordan. <laughs> we could have, um, yeah, John Stewart. We could do uh, Kyle Rayner. We could do boy, Green Lantern. Boy, I can't What's wait. To... All right, guys, we're not talking about the fly anymore. We're going into the history. Of, we're going into the history of Green Lantern. Hold on to your butts. <laughs>
Dan, you Dan, you can't yell because your mic cuts it out, okay? I know. And can I ask you two to please speak up because last episode you didn't and it was a little low. Oh. That's okay. I'm just giving you shit. People Lick can it. hear you. Lick <laughs> it's odd because I put it in the same the same spot and it's turned all the way See, up. See, Dan keeps peeking too, so he's he's just totally fucking it up. I'm always peeking, bro. <laughs> oh, man. So, have you guys, do you guys watch the uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum show on Disney Plus? I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I He did an episode uh, on monsters and he talks a little bit oh. about his makeup uh, process on the fly. It was like five mm -hmm. hours to put on the, was, the entirety. It was a long time. Yeah. Which I could see because that's hey. a lot. Head to toe. He does a, he does a damn good job. Mm. Period in this movie. All of his roles. Oh yeah. He's great. He's great. He, I love him. Even his all out. The only thing is is I so he is 69 years old, which is nice. wild to think about that that man is and he has like he has a 4-year-old son. He's got like three kids or two kids that are like under the age of 10 and this man is 69. Well dude, listen. It came listen. On, he won't have even you... be around when his kid graduates from high school. I know it was a stunt double, but have you seen this man do gymnastics? It, oh, I have it in my I have it in my notes. It is an it is identical to the Lost World scene. It's his his little routine at the end when he when he lands. It's the same thing she does when she kicks the raptor out of the window. Not even a joke. It was in my notes. I'm like, wow, they took it from the fly. They recreated. Steven Spielberg said, "We're doing it again. Do it again." But it's not going to be you, Jeff. You're not going to do it again. Also, I, seriously, when he was doing that scene, the first line of dialogue that came in my head was, they cut you from the team? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, so good. Gina Davis is really tall. Jeff Goldblum is 6'4", and she is she was, like, pretty close to similar height when she's, like, walking beside them. I understand she was wearing heels, which, would you know, could put her up that way, but she can't be that much shorter than him. I have no idea. I was Angel just doing some, Yeah. Damn, she is six feet. Yeah. Yeah. She's a tall lady. She's tall. That's yeah. awesome. Good. For it's her. so weird though because this movie came out before Beetlejuice. Came out two years before Be Beetlejuice, and she just looks older in this one than she did in Beetlejuice. Like not much older. I'm not yeah. saying like, damn, Gina Davis, what are you doing, aging backwards? No. Did you know <laughs> that Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis were married? Wait, what? From really? Like 1987 to like 1989. <gasps> damn. Yeah. Hey, well, I would, I'd want some of that gold bloom, right? <laughs> He's a delicious man. You get a lot of thigh. Hey, his, hey, his, 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 his butt. Hey, his butt. <laughs> you get some butt. Yeah, you get some, you get some gold bloom cheeks in this. Yeah, some right. cheeks. Uh, his, his uh, current wife is only a couple years older than you guys. Sweet. She's like thirty-eight or something like Keep that. Young. Yeah. Emily Livingston. Yeah. Oh, she's pretty. But yeah. Oh, she's Canadian. Yeah, Fuck she's yeah. Canadian. <laughs> He's from my favorite. He's from my favorite city, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Not from there, but that's my favorite city. Steel, Steel City, Steel City, baby. Yes, it's because I'm a Steelers fan. Give me the hate in the comments. Please do it. Please give him hate for his hand football. His hand, his handball. <laughs> Mel Gibson was originally supposed to play Seth Brundle. It was uh, offered to him. Uh, that would have been interesting. I, I think, you know, as good as Seth, uh, Seth, as good as <laughs> Jeff Goldblum is in this film, I mean, he does play the character Seth. 
Uh, Mel Gibson, I, I think, would have been pretty fun. Who else did we just saw? I know. I had it up. Michael Keaton yep, was Michael offered the role. Michael Keaton. I love that me some Michael Keaton. Yeah, he's good stuff. Some, uh, what is his name? Damn it. Adrian what? Toomes. Yes. Yes, he's going to be in... Wait. Uh, what's the Jared Leto Morpheus? Morbius. Morbius. Morpheus. Morbius. Morpheus is the one from Loki, right? Well, no, you're thinking of the one with the pills. Oh, Red yeah, pill. that's right. That's Morbius. the Matrix. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's fine, dude. It's fine. <laughs> I don't you're know. good. Uh, another film series I've never seen. <laughs> oh, you ain't, you ain't missing much. Hey, are you excited for Matrix res- re- Resurrections or whatever the hell I, it's called? I am absolutely indifferent. Are you, are you ready to do a review on it when it comes out on HBO Max? Are you going to see Ghostbusters? That's what I want to know. Yes, yes. We when are you seeing see it? Of Ghost. Uh, not this weekend, but next weekend. God damn it. So we got to wait a whole week and a half to do a review on that movie? Oh, I got, I I blame got obligations. You. I blame you. Listen, dude, okay, you want to know a secret? I can go see movies for free at the movie theater here. All right, <laughs> well, I'm I can. In. Well, I can, but I was respectfully wait a week so people that actually pay money for seats can actually watch it. Screw those people. So I think that's that's what I'm saying about Spider Man. Fuck them. I'm going to see Spider Man. Oh, absolutely. I'm there day one. I don't care how many people are there. I'll stand. So I'll, I'll sit on somebody's shoulders to watch that fucking movie. I'm so excited. You, you saw this one I posted on Twitter, right? The weird Spider Man movie. <laughs> oh yeah, the, the twerking Spider Man. Gotta love it. It's so good. Oh get boy, we're off the rails here. Oh! So here we go. Plot. <laughs> plot. We're about to start the plot. Everybody, you guys ready? You guys ready? Let's do it. Tell me all about the dipterins. So this move, <laughs> the what? Dipterins. It's the order flies belong to. Carry on. Oh, cool. Thanks for unnecessary information. <laughs> I will forget in a minute. So this movie opens to some epics, uh, epic music as we get our awesome title card. We get the title card right there. Ten like seconds the, in. The, the stuff in the background. Yes. The, the, the people, like people the colors and shit. Is it people? That's cool. It is people. I thought it was like a group of flies. No, it's literally people, but it looks mm. interesting. Because you can see legs, like you can see. Well, it's like it goes into like it moves out, and it's it's the thing at the beginning. Oh yeah, that's why it's like it's like something over the lens. Like, gotcha. Yeah. So we open up to like a banquet hall, or it's like a museum, play, you know, area, and we meet Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis's character. You, I don't rem- you don't find out Gina Davis's character's name until like a decent way into the movie yeah. when he says her name. Uh, and you don't find you find out Seth's name like maybe ten minutes into the movie, but his name is Seth Brundle, and her name is Veronica or Ronnie, as uh, she is called throughout the I most of this that. movie. And they're at some sort of like I don't know if this is like a science party that has like a, a collection of scientists that are trying to just get like money for stuff. It is, it is. But who knows what it is? But uh, Brundle is meeting with, or is talking with, uh, is talking with Veronica. Uh, what is what are they specifically talking about? He's just talking about it. She's like getting interviews for people for various scientific projects, right? Like, I don't know. He's just he's just kind of talking shit up, I guess. <laughs> yep. And then uh, he's like, "Hey, let's go back to my lab," which is a weird way to bring a girl back to your place because he says he can't discuss it in front of other people, right? It's it'll change human life and humanity forever, but he can't discuss it in front of all like his peers and shit. Can I, can I just say how sad this movie is? Like it is, it is really sad because it I all think it's, oh, it all stems from 
him like going through some shit. Like he goes through, uh, you know, he's just, he's got anxiety. He's, he's just overthinking things. Like he thinks like she's off, you know, sleeping with other people and you know, he's just, and he's drunk and he's just like, fuck it. I'm going to do this. And he, and he does it. And then it all comes crashing down. So it's, it's sad. I always, I felt like throughout this entire movie, even when he becomes all fucked up, like his, you know, he starts lashing out and doing I feel it's not him in a way. So yeah, this is a very sad movie. I felt bad for Brundle the whole time. I felt more bad for Gina Davis's character, to be honest. I feel like she just needed to get the fuck out. Just leave. She did, but she gets shit out on by everybody. Yeah. All the guys around her were just treating her like absolute shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both drive to Brundle's lab, and we get a weird, uh, these weird metal cocoons or telepods. Uh, in the middle of the lab, there's three of them, right? There's the one in the corner. It's like the old one, like his original prototype. prototype. And then you have the two newer ones that he uses to do his experiments. Uh, the doctor starts playing piano really well. And uh, pretty he much plays piano. Yeah. Yeah. In real life. Yeah. He's a very talented man. And he jokes with her about how she can't leave. Like he's like the killer. weird, yeah. creepy. Well, you can't leave now. You've seen it. <laughs> I'd have to kill yeah. you. Uh, the doc- I, he, <laughs> Sorry. What? No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, he, he is very good at, at being awkwardly Jeff Goldblum about yeah. <laughs> all of this. It's so fantastic. <laughs> we were like, is he being creepy? Is he being like Q? Like, I don't, I don't even know how to read this man. Yeah. Uh, Brundle is going to do something cool with Veronica's stocking. She, he's like, oh, give me something that you care about a lot and she's like uh well i don't have she takes off her stocking in a very sensual way gives it to him he sticks it in one of the telepods does this little beep, 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 on the computer and it flashes a light and it shines or it, it goes over to the other telepod and she doesn't believe it she just thinks it's all some sort of like magic trick that he's oh, fucking with her mirrors. It's yeah. a trick. and she's like is that a hologram i'm like this is 1986 what the hell what do you think? I, you think I can afford a hologram, lady? Future science. I barely man. can afford these things. I didn't even buy these. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, he tell it's te- they're teleporters. They can it, you stick one thing in and it teleports it to the other telepod. It's whoa, wild. And so she starts uh, secretly recording everything else after that. And then she starts playing the old fake, like, oh my god, this is crazy. This is wild. And then he figures out that she's recording and gets pissed. And tell her tells her to leave, and to give her the tape. But she says, "Nah, peace out," and gets out of there. Which I, I never understood this part. Like, like he just wanted somebody to talk with about it. Like mm-hmm. she's a reporter, mm-hmm. and he knew she was a reporter. I guess he's just wanted somebody to explain to tell about it. I right. really do, and he, I, I I think that's it. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, she Veronica goes to her job, and she meets with the. I don't know if this is like her editor or if this is this is her boss, right? Yeah. It's her, it's He's her the editor. editor. Yeah. And he doesn't believe her. He thinks that Brundle is a con man. He's just playing, you know, smoke and mirrors, like we said before. Brundle shows up and he's and is happy. They don't believe her. He's like, thank God he doesn't believe you. That means that I'm still in the clear here. Brundle states that it is that he it isn't ready um to be exposed because he hasn't made organic uh organisms. He hasn't been able to transport those without issue. He only can do inanimate <laughs> well, objects. What happens? Well, not right. Not while we're eating. Yeah. 
and you get to see it a little bit later. It's not a pretty sight. It's a, some pretty. It's it's some like thing. Good. If you ever see the thing, it's very similar yep. to some of the scenes in that movie. It's very good effects. Which did that four years? Was it four or five years prior? Was it eighty one or eighty two? Eighty two. Yeah, so four years prior. Yeah. And then he pretty much states, "You can tell people about this when I teleport myself. When I'm able to do it to myself, then you can go tell." anyone you want uh her boss she goes home and her boss is just taking a fucking shower in her house because he's got a key and you find out that it's yeah, her he, that he is her ex-boyfriend and he sucks he really he sucks. sucks he's, he's just a, a creepo person. dude he's a stalker he just like goes into her house and says weird shit uh and then he gives her uh, <laughs> she asked for her key back and he's like no i'm gonna keep it for sentimental value. And I was like, oh, you are the worst. Piece of shit, dude. Uh, and then we get, uh, we get a test where they stick a baboon in there to try. Oh, yeah. This is the scene. We're already here, guys. <laughs> he's like, okay, we're going to try it with a baboon. They stick the baboon in one. They, he does his little beep, boop, beep. And he's got the voice recognition on the computer. So that's how it activates. It has to make sure it recognizes his voice or he has to do like manual inputs, which you'll yeah. see later on. And it does its thing, but when he opens the door, it's just this nasty pile of just bones and goop and just like, and it's still alive, which was awful. I was like, ah, ah. I was like, oh my yeah. God, this is terrible. And it turned, I guess it turned the, the baboon inside out. Which is just it's, it's, oh, great. it's great effect. It's, it's great so effect, great. but it's so oh, it's nasty. No baboons were in, or were harmed in the making of this film. Just <laughs> want to put that out there. <laughs> there wasn't a real yeah. one. It wasn't a real one, everybody. And Brundle's really mad because he doesn't know what happened. He doesn't know where to go from here. He doesn't know how to to make it work. Uh, and we then and then this is when Veronica just flips and just freaking jumps Brundle's bones and they yep. go to Pound Town. Uh, yeah. And then she acts so weird after they're done. What the fuck is this? Who is so weird? It's like these people have known each other for years, but they've known each other for like two days. Yeah, she's like, I like love your passion. skin. And she's like kissing him on the child. I was like, this is just what? <laughs> She's like the baby cheeks. She's like, yes. I want to eat you up. Oh, like God. old ladies do a baby cheeks. Oh, it's and awful. It's the worst. It's like, yeah, the baby cheeks. But admittedly, makes... there there is no time frame present. Like, it doesn't yeah. feel like it's been very long. But there's no oh, like show. I say like, two days, there. but it could be weeks. I mean, I don't, I yeah, don't know. But it doesn't feel like it. No, like, the, the, the like time frame, long. the time frames in this movie, there is no clear like designation of how much time has gone by after anything. Because when he yep. starts transforming into the fly, you don't know exactly how long it's been since like, so in the beginning you see him like he looks still looks like Jeff Goldblum, but he's starting to like, he's got the, he's starting to get the nasty skin and stuff. And then like the yeah. very next time you see him, he's Brundlefly. He's like that creepy, like full, like naked, mm -hmm. like creature walking around, but you don't know how long it's been between they those two point. scenes. Do they? When, at one point, they say a one specific frame of time in all of this, but I'll, I'll get to it when we get there. All right. Uh, and, and then after they do it too, after she's saying her weird stuff, uh, he he's like, "Oh, there's something on my back," and there's a goddamn like chip, like lodged in his back. 
and he oh, just yeah, casually yeah. peels it out and then yeah. does nothing to it. Doesn't say like, let's not put some disinfectant on it. Let's not make sure like the thing was oh, no, in was- there, dude. It was like an inch and a half in his body. <laughs> No, she was gonna like kiss it for him. I was like, "Well, that's weird." Here's the thing, though. He was like, "I was, lo- I was looking for that." Oh, yeah, he's like, "Oh, that's I wonder where that." Wonder where that yeah, was. and I always and I felt that that piece was gonna play a part, but it was the the uh, mark it made that made, you know, made the mark instead, where you see things happening to it throughout the movie. Where you're like, "Oh, I thought that piece was like something that was supposed to be in the telepod. That's why it fucked up when it when it." you know transported yeah. him or something but no it, it 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 gets thrown away and you never see it again so after that he's he's like i'm gonna make some steak let's do some steak so he's gonna st- teleport a steak and he does and then he makes her try to uh, a regular cooked steak and then a uh the the teleported steak mm-hmm. and i guess it tastes synthetic so it doesn't taste right and so he determines that he needs to make he needs to trick the computer into accepting flesh into making sure that flesh is okay like he has to like yeah. he has to like put inputs into uh tri- he's pretty much tricking the computer into doing yeah. something it's not uh really made to do in the first place we get the oh god and this is what she leaves the next day the next morning and fucking staff this is out there like in his car with his fucking jacket up, like sitting there. Oh, I know. God. And then he follows her to the freaking store. And he goes into the store and he's like, What are you doing sleeping over there last night? It's like, Bitch, we ain't together anymore. Like, he's this huge theme oh, he's, in the middle of the store. He sucks, man. And it's like, you're making this scene in front of all these people and you're making yourself look like a pe- more of a piece of shit. Oh, this guy really just sucks. Uh, we get the uh, other baboon. And he's like, it's time to do it again. And well, yeah, where are they coming from? Where the fuck is he getting these baboons? Is he just stealing them from the place he works? I'm I'm so confused. I don't know, I don't know where these baboons are coming from. He doesn't cost much money. Nobody notices him. I guess not. Baboons are cheap. Yeah, he's inexpensive. Mm. So he sticks the baboon into the teleport and it does the Microwave. whole thing. Yeah, does the whole thing. <laughs> does the whole thing and Guess what? He comes out in one piece. Yay! Success! And he's all excited and he jumps on yep. Mr. So, Brundle. He's like, oh, monkey man. Yeah. I'd be like, fuck no. <laughs> yeah. You're a baboon. I know what you can do. <laughs> no, so okay. he pretty much states that he has to send the baboon out to get tested and all that stuff before he can try it on himself because he wants to make sure everything is a-okay. So he, they're like, hey, let's order some Chinese food. You know, we're going to celebrate and we're going to go take a vacation before we do anything. And she notices that a mock-up of a magazine cover with Brundle on it, with his discovery and all that stuff, uh, is at his apartment or lab. And so she's like, I got to take care of some business. I'm going to be gone for a few hours. And he's like, okay, uh, (laughs) what about the Chinese? Like... Yeah. I'm ready for some Chinese food. She leaves. She goes back to Stathis's office and cuts just more of him being awful. Just right. So what are you doing? Stop this. Like, we're not getting back together. You're a weirdo. I don't even want to work for you, but I have to. But you suck. That's literally how that conversation all went. I don't know exactly what he said, but then he said the stupid is this the uh, the one where he talked he asked her if we they can have like stress relieving sex before yeah. she leaves and i was like okay all right you just 
You're the worst. Even earlier when when uh when she was talking to him and she's like, I'm onto something big, and he's like, What? His cock? I'm like, Oh my god. It's like Jesus, dude. I, I I laughed and I was like brilliant because I was thinking the same thing when she said that. I was like, this dude delivers like, a lot. Holy Christ. But yeah, he did. I know. I know he's a piece of shit. It's like he just keeps on and on and it just gets worse and worse. I was like, dude, you are just gross. Yeah, he he just sucks. He's one of probably my least favorite characters that we've reviewed on this on this channel. It's just definitely up there. He's just the worst. Uh, so we go back to Brundle's lab. He's having a full out conversation with the baboon, and he's uh, he's a little sauced up, and he's just yeah, questioning. He's, he's questioning things. He's questioning, you know, is she out sleeping with somebody else? Is he knows that Stathis is? He pretty much determines that Stathis is her ex boyfriend, and. He he's just very insecure and, and a little bit jealous, and that's when he's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go in the machine," and you and you get the foreshadowing of what's gonna happen because you got the fly flying around the the lab and the baboon keeps swatting at it, which I like how yeah, the baboon yeah. was still involved in this. Like he he's not just yeah. a side character. I love he's just sitting in the chair and he's like swatting at the fly. And so yeah, so that's it's a it's a good foreshadowing to what's about to happen. And he goes into the machine. And you see that the fly made it inside his uh, telepod, and it's yeah, on the it's window. Glass. Yep. Yeah. And it, it, you know, it works. He thinks it's a success. He comes out. He's all good. And yeah, I like how the baboon jumps in his arms again, and he's like, "Yeah, naked. Everybody's yeah. naked." Yeah. Do I feel different, or do I look different? I feel good. Something weird like that. Veronica comes back and he tells her that he did it. And she's like, oh, you did it by yourself. No, but I know she's really, she's really cool with it. He's like, I recorded it. Don't worry. Yeah. So they go at least, at, at least I will say this. This is before Brundle really goes like really too far off the deep end. Cause this is immediately after pretty much he did the teleportation. Is he's like, at least he's like, I got jealous. I fucked up. Yeah. Like, oh, he admits to it. Yeah. Big, big contrast to, uh, what Stathis is that his name? Yeah, the th- yeah. Big the thing, contrast. The thing about uh, Brundle throughout this movie is that he's, in my eyes, he's generally a very nice guy, and he's doing, you know, he just made a mistake, you know, and yeah, yeah. And to be in, like we stated before, like a lot of his actions later on are, I feel, not fully his actions because he's mm-hmm. he's going through a a change that no human has ever gone through before. He's morphing into a fucking insect. Like, are there others that have done this? We don't know. Probably not. But yeah, stuff's already starting. He's they're laying in bed, and there's a. He's like he's literally like laying on his back with his eyes closed, and a fly comes by and he snags it right out of the air. I was like, oh, okay. And Veronica wakes up, and she's like, she wanders around. This is where you get you get your uh, side boob uh, shot. You know, yeah, gotta yeah. gotta mention that side boob. Boob count. <laughs> it's not full though. It's not full. You don't get to see the nip, so it's not a full. Yeah. yeah. It's side boob. <laughs> but she she wanders over and she sees that he's just sitting in the chair and he is sweating. He looked like he just ran a marathon sitting in his chair. And then he starts just doing gymnastics. He like does a handstand on a chair and he goes over and just does a bunch of twists and twirls. And it's literally the same scene from the lost world. He does the same routine. Yeah. It is. I will say, I will say this. This is something I was uh, talking with one of my coworkers in the car today. <clears throat> I was thinking of this scene and how 
this made me think of Spider-Man. I wonder if in the 2000, early 2000s Spider-Man, if Peter Parker's transformation was inspired by what happened in this movie. Oh, with like the natural webbing and like all that stuff? Like when he wakes up, he wakes up like kind of buff. Yeah. And he does have the natural webbing and like, you know, when he sees the thing, like the, uh, such as the bristles come out the tips of his fingers. Yeah. So he can grab on the wall and shit like that. Not, of course, exactly, but like inspired by that kind of more naturalistic body horror that this movie I goes I mean, it was for. directed by it, Sam Raimi, so I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised. Which made me think even further back because this scene could have been inspired by the old Spider-Man comics because that same thing happened in the old uh, Amazing Fantasy number 15 back in 19, I think it was 15 back in 1963. He's, you know, he gets bit by a spire. He wakes up. He's like, Oh, I can do a bunch of shit I couldn't do before. Yeah. So, but like, of course, this taken to a different extent. So I wonder if, like, if this is all like a correlation of inspiration for all this, which no. would be interesting. But just thought, hey, you never know. So it's time to go out and buy some jewelry. He buys her a nice, pretty necklace mm-hmm. and they go to a coffee shop. And boy, does he love his sugar in his coffee. He just keeps on going. And he's, he's like Jack. And he's he, like, just keeps talking. Yeah, he is talking. talking very fast and talking about a lot of things that I kind of just lost. Uh, I, I got lost after a while. I was like, I don't know what he's talking about anymore. And she's kind of the same way. She's like, uh, would you like some coffee with your sugar? <laughs> As no, he continues right? to just scoop it in there. You know, so I will have one of those cannolis waiter. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he like gets pissed off like within seconds after calling the what waiter. The hell's taking so long. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently he ad libs some of that scene. I wouldn't put it yeah, past where him. He's, where he's uh just talking uh-huh. like nonstop. I guess it was written the night before and he felt that he could add more to it, so they just let him go. I mean who doesn't love yeah. to listen to Jeff Goldblum talk? Absolutely. A lot of it just doesn't make sense. Like it's <laughs> like he's just stringing sentences. Yeah. He's just going. Like, he he's just, just nonstop. Like, bu- 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 and bu- he's bu- banging bu- his hands on the table, just like that scene yeah. in Jurassic Park where he's, you know, I love. I was like, yep, we gotta have that in a Jeff Goldblum movie. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep. Glad to see it. Good to see it. Mm-hmm. And this is when they go back and they have uh, some long sex sections. Uh, they're going all day and she's like i'm tired how are you still able to go and he's like come on come on let's do more she's like i'm dead i'm gonna die there's nothing else and she even says like i don't even know how you have that much body fluid in you and you're like oh all right it's like it's like boxing that's what i, Round oh, I was like i didn't know we were watching a porn <laughs> yeah <laughs> jesus very sexual very sexualized mm-hmm. uh seth storms off he gets really pissed off because he pretty much he wants to put her after she stops having sex with him. Uh, he's like, well, OK, well, I'm going to put you through the put you through the teleport. Let's go. You're going to go through the telepod. And she's like, I don't want to. I'm scared. I don't want to do it. And he's like, I don't care. You're going to do it. And she's like, no, I'm not. And so he kicks her out and then storms off and goes to a bar to find somebody who will. He's going to find the perfect you're, person. You're a fucking buzzkill. Oh, yeah. All yeah, he is blessed. fucking and he just starts saying th- other oh. things that I was like, oh, okay. What? What? That, this? Uh, but but prior to that, in this scene is where she notices more so the hair, the earlier, hair, the hair. Yeah. Well, she noticed them in an earlier scene, and in this again, she notices like more. It's like, why is it so? It's like more. No, this is where she she notices it the first time, I think, and then cuts one off, and then later she sees it. And there's, more. I think that's how. It goes. Yeah. So uh, he goes to a bar, and he goes up, and he's talking to this girl at the bar and she's like i who i don't remember what the guy's name was but she's like Marky. i want marky to win 
or I want Marky. I'm waiting on Marky. So he goes over and he challenges these two guys to uh, arm wrestle. He said, I'll give you a hundred dollars or I'll, I'll bet a hundred dollars that I can beat both of you. And they just laughed it off at first and he throws the hundred at him and pretty much sits down and you get the really intense scene where they're like pretty neck and neck, but it's like, and you get those weird white ooze around their fucking hands as they're like gripping yeah. really hard. And the then he just, like, and then he's just, snaps his arm and you're like whoa yeah, that shit. oh yeah. my god and he pretty much takes the girl on she just doesn't give a shit about what just happened like how did you just snap this man's arm like that her name is tawny and he tries to force tawny into the machine after they have sex some weird ass sex i don't know like the the sex in this movie is just weird <laughs> you get some gold bloom cheek yep you get the cheeks yeah, you get the gold what? bloom cheeks mm-hmm. full on so yeah but so he tries to like he tries to force tawny to get into the machine and she's like i'm scared and that's when ronnie comes out and goes be afraid be very afraid and you're like oh good yeah. timing oh he's like oh i live with my mother too yeah <laughs> <laughs> and that's when so tawny leaves and ronnie ronnie veronica tells him that she took the hairs off from his back and sent it to a lab and they tested it and it's insect hair and he's like that's impossible what do you mean what are you talking about it's crazy get the fuck out of here and he kicks her out again well, he, well she point he if you notice before this like before they separated and he went and picked up that other lady his face was starting to get different mm-hmm. and well then yeah you she notice, states like, it that it's like your face look at your face your face is there's something going on with your face yeah but he's like, I'm so strong. Why would I? Well, how could I do this? How would I be able to do this? How could I turn that down? He like punches his wall a few times with like no yep. effort. Yep. And this is where we get the fucking fingernail scene. He goes into the bathroom and he looks in the mirror to see his, how his face is starting to like, I don't know if it's like deteriorate or if it's just starting to form into something else. And then yep. he notices like his fingers and he fir- at first he squeezes it, causes some pus to come out and then he pulls off his fingernail with like no effort and just like what he, the? Does, he does it a couple times I think. oh yeah he, he pulls, pulls off like two or three of them yeah and mm-hmm. that's what he's like is this it am i dying what is going on we that's i think when he goes back is does he start looking into it yeah, yeah he goes he into the machine it. and he figures out that he there was a fly in there and his his uh he and the fly merged into one pretty much I actually like that scene a lot where he's typing into the computer and he's like, what happened to the fly? Yeah. He's like that fusion. He's like assimilation. He's like, no, like combination on a molecular level. Mm -hmm. Oh, molecular genetic, molecular genetic level. You're the same thing. Like you're combined combination of both. It's a, it's a great scene. I love that scene. Yeah. So he finds out he's pretty much turning into a fly. Like he's going to be, that's, and Both. it's yeah, it's a human fly hybrid. Yeah. Yeah. So Veronica goes back to see Brundle and he is not looking so good this time. So he's wearing he's got like the the gloves on. He's walking with crut like he's got canes and he's in like extreme pain. This is where they mention it. It's been four weeks. And this line is where they mention it. it's been four weeks yes. since she has seen him last. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's the only time gap you get through this whole movie is between when she leaves and then seeing him this time. So yeah, see, so he's not looking great. His skin is nasty. He's 
he can barely walk. He's in extreme pain. He like he, she like touches him and he's like it, it like screams because it hurts. Mm-hmm. He's literally falling apart and he tells her why. He's like, I'm turning into a fly. Like the he tells her the whole story behind what's going on and she's like, What do you mean? I don't understand. It's like, look at me, idiot. <laughs> Isn't this where his, nasty. his ear falls off? Yes. Yeah, this is where his ear falls yes, off. Yes, he's like, please help me, Ronnie. Help me. I was reading the trivia here. That scene, Gina Davis did not know that was going to happen, and her reaction on screen is legitimately her reaction to that happening. Had no clue. I didn't, they left it in the film. I didn't even I didn't even expect that to happen, period. I didn't know his ear was just gonna pop off like that. Like, yeah, and he was just like he's like, please help me. Uh, help me. And I was like, oh my god, this is oh, this is awful. I feel so bad for this man. Well, I love it when he's trying to eat the food and he vomits and he's like, oh, that wasn't supposed to happen. Oh my god, and then fucking Ronnie, she keeps going back to that fucking dick. Yep. Oh, why? Stop I it. Said, I was like, why does she keep going back? And this is when, and then she's like, I have to go back. I, you know, I have to see this through. I have to try to help him as much as I can. And that's when he says the dumb fucking line do I get to clean your body when this is all over? Fuck you, Staphis. Yep. You did not deserve th- what you got this film. You deserved worse. Yep, I agree. Uh, I called him Brundleman or Brundlefly, as he would later yeah. call Brundle himself. Man. He can, yeah, he can climb walls and ceilings. He's like on the. She's like coming in. She's like Seth. And he's like on the ceiling, like up here. Look what I can do. <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, he seems to be like, you notice his like transformations kind of like up and down. Yeah, like like now he can walk fine and he can do a lot more active stuff. Yeah, where he was like really good to begin with and he went for that dip period and now he's kind of going up again. And So he wants Ronnie to record his new life. Pretty much all the things that he does, he's like, and he tells everybody about, or yeah, he tells everybody about like how he eats. He has to eat like a fly. So he has to vomit. Yeah, he has it. to vomit on whatever he's gonna eat, and then he has to like slurp it up. And I was like, yeah. I'm glad they didn't show it because Stathis is watching the video like, and not you can hear it though, and you're like, Ugh. yeah, because his teeth are useless or whatever. Right. Yep. Yeah, because it's is wasn't there a scene where like he his teeth like literally his, fall out in his hands? Yeah, because that's when he puts them into the <clears throat> into the medicine cabinet. Yeah, but, yeah, that was later though when he becomes like full Brundlefly. Mm-hmm. right yeah 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 it's a cool scene really good job and then again, uh, more great fight. yeah and again why is this dickhead still involved why I guess, I guess he just doesn't know where else to go veronica is crying in the bathroom and you find out she's pregnant oh yeah so uh, so the next scene is literally staff is uh, convinces her to get an abortion or she wants to get an abortion so this is where we get our david cronenberg cameo in this scene uh she's on the she, yeah she's on the table and he's he's like okay this is gonna be an easy process we're just gonna go in there remove this thing and we're gonna be good and then it's like what is happening why is it like what's going on why do i have to push like this you gotta take it all out and then he takes it out and it's a fucking like egg sack you're like what the fuck and then you and then you find out it's a dream she wakes up you're like okay or it was a nightmare i should say this, this, yeah. this lady's dealing with some shit yeah uh, we then this is when we see that uh, he Seth is a is full on Brundlefly now. He is full naked, grotesque, yeah, husk of a whatever. And he's she she goes to tell him initially that she's pregnant, but then she can't 
come to terms with it. She can't like tell him. So she just tells him that she's leaving. Like she's not coming back. And he's like, I don't need you here anyways. I don't want you around. You know, I could do this on my own. Well, we get his awesome speech. Yeah. Insect politics. Yes. How he wants to be an insect politician. He's going to be the first of his kind. And this is where he says, uh, he tells her about the, how he's got the Brundle museum of natural history. <laughs> Hold on. There's another, there's a specific line I want to mention here. Hang on a second. I can find it. I mean, he also, he also threatens her. He also pretty much says like, I will hurt you. Yep. Pretty much. If you stay around. Yeah. If it stays. Yeah. If you stay, I'll, I'll, I'll hurt you. Cause human insects are, they don't have politicians. They don't have politics. They don't have remorse. They just do what they do. Mm. And that's the end of it. Damn. It's actually, it's, it's an interesting quote. Cause it's actually from like an actual, uh, it's like a separate story when he does that. You also, all right, well you, you try to find that. We'll keep going with the plot. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so Brun, uh, Brundle or sorry, Ronnie wants to get an abortion like this is, so this is real life. She's like, I want this out of me because she doesn't know what it's going to be like. So she, at first, she's trying to convince Stathis, like, she needs, she want, you know, I want one now. And he's like, how the fuck are we going to get one now? It's like, all right, I'll try my best. I guess this was, like, one part where he wasn't a complete piece of shit. But he's still, you know, mostly a piece of shit. And, okay. When he says the line, I'm saying I'm an insect who dreamt he was a man and loved it. But now the dream is over and the insect is awake. It's a reference to... Uh, Zhang Zhang Ji's famous butterfly dream story is also referenced in Frank Franz Kafka's famous short story, The Metamorphosis. So I thought that was a cool little line that they added in there. That little like quote. Jeff Goldblum, very good at uh, giving speeches, in my opinion. Oh yes, he is. He's very orator. Very good orator. Mm-hmm. Great. So yeah, so she's trying to get the abortion. She's in the room uh, to set up, and that's when. Brundle at first he overhears Veronica and Stathis talking about the abortion and she and he's like oh well I gotta stop this so he breaks into the hospital takes her away and tells her to and tries to convince her to keep the baby it was like square like big glass cube thing yeah those are like he's just like boom he just like, right through that like it was like thin pane glass was, I know right <laughs> Rhino's that shit. So while all that's going on, Stathis goes back to Brundle's with with his intent, with the intent of killing him. What's the gun he uses? Uh, see, I, uh, Angel looked up the specifics. I just knew it was over under brown Browning twelve. Which says the Browning twelve gauge. Okay, over under shotgun. I like how they show him putting it together. Apparently, originally in the script, early early drafts of the script, it was said that Stathis shot Skeet. That's why he had that shotgun, which mm. is the perfect gun to use for Skeet and over under. That way. Instead of a side by side, because the barrels would be off. Gotcha. You can actually have the sights up and down. Gotcha. Uh, Brundle swoops in and throws up all over Stathis. He throws up on his 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 hand, which his it's how he eats. So he throws up on something and it dissolves, and then he would slurp it up. But he's just doing it to to injure him. But he throws up on his hand, causes it to become a stub, and then he throws up on his oh. ankle, and it, you just see the separation of his freaking leg from his foot, and you're like, oh, oh so Jesus. Good. And then he's about to do it to his face. And that's when Veronica comes in. It's like, stop, don't do it. And I was like, please do it. Keep going. Yeah. Yes, don't stop. This guy Everybody sucks. else wants him to. <laughs> and that's when Seth goes up to Veronica and he's like, we, you, we need to, if you go into 
into the tell. We all go. In, we both. One, you go into the telepod, and I'll go into the other telepod. And we'll become the perfect combined person. We'll be everything. It'll be me, you, and in the baby, all into one, in that perfect human. And she's like, "Fuck this!" And she freaking grabs his bottom jaw and just rips it off. And I was like, "Oh shit!" And that's when well, he starts. She, well, doesn't she grab it to kind of like? Because he's gonna do something. To stop yeah, him and then it just kind of just falls, just falls off. off. Yeah, he's holding on to it. Yeah, and then that's yeah. when he starts morphing into like an actual fly, like an insect, and which is fucking cool as hell. I love this okay. design. I was actually reading on here they actually had a different design in it altogether to make him look more fly-like. But Cronenberg and the special effects directors they didn't want that. They wanted him to look. They didn't want him to resemble any living insect because he's a human insect hybrid. Yeah. He's supposed to be entirely unique. That's why they wanted it to be different and not look like a fly. He, yeah, it was, it was but awesome. Exactly. I loved. It. I, I thought oh, it looked God. really good. So he starts to drag. He drags Veronica and throws her into the telepod, shuts it, and then he goes into the other telepod. And Stathis, we got to make Stathis the fucking hero of this movie. God damn it! irredeemable piece of shit this is my least favorite part of this whole thing like why you make this piece of shit the guy who's gonna save everything it's stupid I hate it and it kind of it kind of bumps the movie down in points for me because of the fact of who they had be that hero type even though he wasn't at all he is able to grab the gun with one hand because he only has one hand and he shoots the cable connection between both telepods and Brundle tries to come out of the telepod, and it start, and it sends him through as he's halfway out. So when he come, when he f- shows up in the final telepod, the old the prototype in the corner, he is like partially fused with part of the telepod. Oh, Did you notice really that? Cool, yeah, oh, it's yeah, so it's cool. Awesome. He's got like wires and hoses and metal like grafted. Oh into my skin god, it's stuff. so sick! And so this is where you get the really sad moment where. He crawls, he, he's still alive and he crawls out and she picks up the shotgun and aims it at him and he grabs onto the shotgun and puts it up to his head to pretty much have her put him out of his misery. And at first she wasn't going to do it and then he pretty much is begging. He can't talk, but he, you know, he just, he's in a lot of pain and she ends up doing it and you get the, the head explosion. <laughs> like it Great couldn't, just be, it couldn't just be a shot to his head and he dies. No, it had to be his head explodes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and that's it. She falls to her knees and cries and then it's it. That's it. It's t- movie just ends. Yeah, it just ends. Here's the credits. So you're like, oh, well, okay. Okay. Something so. worth noting is before like he decides like, hey, I'm going to throw you into the it's, it's not just out of the blue. He's like, I'm just going to throw you in one pod, me in the other pod and we'll fuse together. He actually starts typing on the computer before he takes her away that final time um the uh the theory of you know how to make him more human is to add more human genetic material mm-hmm. into the process which would less insect more humanity it says one or more. yeah one or more mm-hmm. yeah which is this is desperation at this point i guess right become more human again he and you get i really like the the spot where he's uh he's in that like not the final form in the very end of this movie but the form right yeah. before it and yeah. he's trying to talk to the computer and the computer can't recognize his voice anymore mm-hmm. yeah yeah so yeah so he has to do the manual input yeah yeah the gloves on oh dude it's 
Well, no, at that, that point, he doesn't have gloves on. His fingers and stuff are sort of like fused together in a weird Yeah, he, he, looks like he, the, he, looks like the, he looks like the penguin from Batman Returns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because at first he had the he had gloves on when his fingernails started falling off. And then that time where he had to override, his fingers were just weird shapes and like fused together. Shit, it's really cool. Like, r- this movie's so damn good. I'm yeah. sorry, I liked it a lot. No, it's a little movie bit was, slow burn. No, this work. movie was really fun. Uh, I love the body horror. I love Jeff Goldblum. Gina oh. Davis is great as well. Um, I did, I, of course, I did not like that Stathis character. I thought he just, he just was a sucky character, and I really hate the decision to make him the hero. Did you notice one thing in this movie? What's that? There's only three people in this movie. Literally, that's it. Three, like, well, yeah, three main characters. That, but even like the most of the side characters outside of like Tawny would probably be like the. It was most Tawny, important. and then you had the doctor who was going to do the abortion. Yeah, but like, said, but like, like anyone lines. that got any, yeah, anybody that got any major screen time would have been yeah. Tawny was the only other one. And most of this movie but, took place in like two or three different locations. It was like his, yeah, it was, it was his apartment, the uh, Stathis's office, and her apartment. And then sometimes it was like the outside of his building. Yeah. Well, I was just saying. Um, oh, can we just state this is the it's the thirty fifth anniversary of this film? Is it? Yeah, it's twenty twenty one. I mean, it came out in nineteen eighty six, so. 35th, happy 35th anniversary to the fly. Fantastic movie. I really enjoyed this. I definitely would watch it again. It's definitely a good, um, if you want something to really uh, freak you out, this movie will freak you out. There are some fucking crazy parts in it. Uh, the body horror. I love 80s effects, like 80 body horror effects. They were great back then. Jeff Goldblum. Oh. Yes, I'm old. Well, this is this like these effects for this movie. I would rate up there with close to the thing. Like this was top notch. They were very like, similar, and it's and it's funny that it wasn't the same guy. Yeah, like they did a great job. Like, like obviously you knew like this is practical effect. It's a movie, you know, it's fake. Yeah. But all the stuff looked very convincing, and I like that the, the uh, when as Jeff Goldblum got further in his transformation and his roller coaster, uh, which does happen, by the way. Because, uh, you know, some people that get really deathly ill or cancer, they'll have a, a period it's, where like, oh, they're getting a lot better. It's and called the rally. The rally, and then they'll drop yeah. off. No offense to people like that. I'm, I'm not trying to be uh, facetious at all with that. But right. that just made me think of that. But I thought the effects were like super convincing well, in the movie. And it was the subtle, the, the subtle the things where he started twitching. Yeah, yeah. he started twitching. Where he started so doing more fly-like the things. Special effects artists, when they were going started building like the final form of the Brundle fly and stuff, he, they asked Goldblum to give him some kind of characteristic that they could use with the mannequin at the very end, and that's where like the twitching and like the little ticks and stuff. Yeah, they integrated that into the prop, which I thought was pretty cool. Great movie. I'm I would, not, I, number one. I would love yeah. to. I would love to watch the original at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would um, buy this movie. There's not a lot of movies I would buy. I would buy this movie. So like this is. So this movies. is. Um, so like we've stated before, or like I've stated before, uh, we are going to start a Patreon at some point where we're going to do some shows um, that you'll only be able to watch through Patreon, and I would love to do some uh, commentaries on certain movies and. I think the 1958 fly would be a good choice for something like that, especially um, since we're, you know, if we talk about something on our main show, like we're talking about this, this movie, I would love to do something related to whatever movie uh, it was remaking. So we got the 1958 fly with Vincent Price 
and so on and so forth. There's a couple of different ideas I have for shows we could do that would be Patreon exclusives. But that's going to be in the future. That it's going to, I'm, I'm hoping that the Patreon will be up by the first of the year just so we have some time to work on it and come up with some good incentives for people who are going to be spending their money to get that content. So I want to throw this out there. Just random. Yes. And I'm excited to do that. I'm interested to see what, what you can come up with for that, but I want to throw this out there because I had to Google this and I thought of this the whole, like when it got toward the end of this movie, I thought of this and I have to make this reference. Um, toward the end when he started really becoming like the, Brundle fly like the full hybrid. Yeah, I thought of that. I thought of the episode of The Simpsons where that guy's like, "Hello, human fly here. Come on, <laughs> I stayed up all night dying my underwear, painting my underwear. I just that's exactly <laughs> what I thought of. This is guy with suction cups. Dan with all of his Simpsons references. I'm not as bad as some people, but I just it was a show was important to me when I was little. I watched it a lot. Still watch it. You stuff. want a good if you want a good uh, Simpsons reference in our podcast every week. I'll make sure Dan does that for us. I will, I will attempt my bestest, but <laughs> yes, I'm excited for that, for the, see what we come up with for the uh, Patreon. Well, yeah, we, we, like we could do, we could do the 58 fly. We could do the fly sequel, this fly sequel, the 1989 fly two. Um, yeah, it would, I would love to do like commentaries on just bad movies too. Like some like, Bad movie commentaries where we just literally sit here and talk mad shit about a movie. I think it'd be yes. a lot of fun. A lot of good ideas we, in my we head. Call dissect, we call dissect that shit. Yes, exactly. Yeah, dissect that crap. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's going to be a good time. We're going to figure it out. I'm like I said, I'm hoping. I, I can tell you a lot of bad movies. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I. It's going to be fun. I'm excited to brainstorm it with you guys and hopefully we can have that up by the first of the year or within the first month of 2022 i don't want to put too much pressure on myself to get things on the uh get things out there so at least i can give myself a month and a half to figure shit out and then you know also it's scheduling Absolutely. too because we all have full-time jobs and it's not this isn't our full-time gig so trying to find the time well, to make sure we can all do all those things and get, have it worth it for you guys who are paying that money to get that extra content. I want you to make sure it's worth it for you. Yep. But yeah, that's uh that's about it for the fly. Uh, that, like I said before, that was a fantastic movie. I definitely recommend oh, it yeah. to anybody uh, who hasn't seen it. Uh, yeah. Next week's episode. We don't know yet. Cause we got to talk about it. We got to talk about what bad remake we're going to be it'll talking be about. It's going to be, be unpleasantly surprised. Ooh, it's going to be a good one though, regardless. So, <laughs> Uh, do we have anything? You have anything else before we get out of here? Um, the Lost World video just eclipsed a thousand views. Hey, we have two videos now. Actually, uh, Jurassic Park Three is almost to two K. Let's I go! Know, right? Let's go! Uh, also, uh, I did my first YouTube live stream. We did our we edited. Uh, well, actually, as of this recording this is a week before this video will be out. So I'm, it's just a weird thing to, I, uh, uh, we did our first, I did my first live stream on YouTube. Uh, and it was, it was fun. Um, I just want some recommendations, whether you would like to see that more on YouTube, or if you want to see me do it on Twitch, like I have been, um, make sure to DM me on Twitter or just leave comments and on this video, I don't care. Also, let us know what you thought of the fly. If you've seen it, if you haven't, 
go watch it. I'm excited. Wonderful. You should. It's good stuff. Yeah, this was a fun episode. If you never did, you should. These, uh, these things, things are fun, fun and fun's good. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So yeah, so that's it. That's all we got for this, you. <laughs> this is worse than Susicle. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see you all next week. I am Brett Parker. That is DNA Gaming. This is Dissect That Film. And we'll see you all again soon.